The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match review. Leeds United, greatest team in the world. Saviors of the Premier League. Bastions of Bielsa Ball 1. Liverpool, them greedy bastards. (laughs) European Super League, bin-dipping, steaming (laughs) (laughs) 1. My my name is Adonis and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good hello from me. Joining us to discuss this... uh, Interesting game under bizarre circumstances is the Lord of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a flag, Ewan. I'm drawing a flag. You can't draw a blank now. You've caught me some beauties. Come on. <sighs> the Lord on, of Deceivery. Not the Prince of Darkness tonight. I'm in a proper dark mood tonight. <laughs> okay, there you go. The. Uh... The prince of the baron of 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 the shadows, the baron um, of blackness. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Baron of blackness. You and at you and Metcalf. Good evening, folks. Hello, and uh, and Wiggy is here as well. I was trying to, <laughs> trying to think of a nickname for you, but Wiggy is already your nickname. Yeah, just go with chairman of the board. That was your usual. Right, that's it. Chairman of the board. Wiggy at Wiggy one two three four. Good evening, everyone. How are we all? Okay, much better after we scored. Um, so, first thoughts then. You and first half, I mean, we weren't in it at all, were we? Uh, sort of hanging in, difficult to watch, nothing mm. came off, passes were, you know, everything was astray. Yeah, still created a couple of chances. Bamford weren't quite at it, was a couple of heavy touches around the box. Second half, a bit different. I felt like we came out better. Um, night and day, you and. There you go. Uh, to touch on the Baron of Blackness bit, we were yeah. nighttime and yeah, daytime in the second half. So I thought we played a much better in the second half. Um, obviously, showed with the stats, the possession stats, and everything. You know, I'm a massive fan of stats, but mm. um, yeah, I thought we played pretty decent second half. And as the game wore on and they got tired, obviously, you know, they, they worked really hard to be fair to limit us and, and sort of press us in the first half. Started to show, didn't it? They started to run out of steam a bit and we started to overrun them and, you know, physically bully them and, and really, really unlucky not to win it. I mean, that seems a bit greedy when you've not played brilliant and I, I thought the performance wasn't the best. But I was still hoping we might nick a winner, um, which is we crazy. We came close a few times, didn't we? One-on-one, Definitely. Harrison, Roberts. Roberts is, I mean, some of the misses tonight were ridiculous. I mean, it's funny, I was with my lad missed the chance on Sunday. And he did the same. He hit it with his laces. So he's one-on-one with keeper and smashed it. And it went straight at keeper. Mm. And I, came, I was, we came home and I showed him, you know, pass it into the corners, pass it into the yeah. net. When you get one-on-one with keeper, look at it in, the, in your sort of mind's eye or your third eye. Mm. See where his position is and just pass it into one of the corners. And he's a professional footballer and he couldn't do it from six yards out. So, you know. Nice nice to hear you teaching your, your lad some uh, SS. Esoteric knowledge there with the uh, third yeah. eye. Okay, um, Wiggy. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think the the first half we just we wanted the races while we it was just mm. all going wrong and we just didn't look like 
anything was going to work tonight. And then I thought the second half, <clears throat> we played so much better. But as the game went on, I just didn't think we were going to score. Mm. I thought we could have played all night and still not have scored. So to get a goal from a corner was was amazing. And I think a bit like you, and probably a little disappointed that we ain't got all three points. I mean, you can't be overall disappointed. We've got four no. points from um, two of our super European partners or whatever they are now. Right. Um, and we um, we have gone toe-to-toe with them and really give a good a good account of ourselves in both games. So mm-hmm. I'm overall delighted. Like, a point is fantastic against Liverpool um, when, uh, you know, the first 45, we, we just didn't look didn't look great. Second 45, much better. Disappointed we didn't get uh, didn't get all three, but look, I'll take a point all day long. Yeah, we've bullied and, and, and beaten them up in that second half. They were on the they were on the ropes. They were defending for their lives. And um, you know, at, at the end of the first half, right, it was fifty two percent possession for us. Okay, but by the end of the game, we had sixty two percent possession. They had thirty eight percent overall. So in that second half, we must have had something like seventy percent possession. Seventy one percent. I think they had twenty nine percent. That's that's really surprising for the first half, though, because I thought they had. Most of the possession the first half, like I think when I was, was watching it without seeing the stats, I thought they had the ball more and they had more of its chances. So I'm, I'm quite surprised at that. I think we had a lot of possession. We just wasted a lot of it. We, you know, we'd yeah. seem to waste so much of it and that final ball wasn't quite there. And you can't carry people in this league. And I'm sorry, but we still carry a number of players in that starting 11 tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, it showed in that first half. I thought we just there was no out ball. No, you know, they killed us out wide in the first half. Everything was coming down the flanks. I think this targeted Alioski a bit down that left hand side, who didn't actually have a bad game. Um, you know, when he was up against it in his own box, he played pretty well. It's just that when he's a bit further out, his positioning, you know, for the goal, for instance, he sort of came inside, marked, you know, he should have been out wide. Harrison shouldn't have been out there and playing left back, and he, he kind of wasn't. He was in in between, wasn't he? So mm-hmm. we got caught out a lot out wide and, and we didn't use our possession well at all. But I thought we were it was tight on possession. But second half, battered them for possession. And um as I say, you know, you feel like you're being greedy. But once we got I called it, I said, get somebody else on free kicks and uh, on corners because Phillips it just weren't happening, was it? And mm. put Saracen on a, an in swinging corner. And I'd said to my lad as well. Laurentes drew a goal. One that that corner, but about 10, 15 minutes earlier, Laurentes drew one. And um, there you go. It pops up and scores. Beautiful. Yeah, it was that high press in the in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, um, we couldn't get so, out, could we? Yeah, so that they were just so energetic. And mm. as you say, we couldn't get out. We had a lot of possession, but it was almost like panic stations trying to either mm. play it out from the back or if that didn't work, um, then we'd get desperate and try some long balls. And that's where you'd get the uh, um, <clears throat> miscontrols and misplaced passes that mm. uh, are quite frustrating. But I feel like both teams had their fair share of, of miscontrols and mispasses and their squad is worth a lot more than us. But the thing that got me was when that, when that goal went in, there was a number of things collided for me because we scored mm-hmm. with a header. We scored from a corner. Um, mm. Lorente scored. I thought he was he was man of the match for me. Um, even before that, I just thought he played brilliantly. And um, 
it felt like over this we, weekend. I think we could disagree just by the, judging by his facial reaction. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was really poor. Like, I thought really? he was terrible, actually. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think he had a good game at all. I thought he, he played well. I thought he had, he made a few mistakes and he got caught out a few times. So he looked mm. another commentary yeah. team, which I'd never really listened to Andy Inchcliffe anyway, kept commenting on how he was. He was making mistakes, but I think he played well overall. Um, but he got caught out a couple of times, which exposed us, I think, which always looks worse. Mm. I, I think I, I think he's a decent player. I, I think he's getting blown up a lot more than than what I'm seeing is my personal view. Like, I think he's good, but I think people are getting a little bit carried away too quickly. I need to see a bit more of him before I start to get carried away. Wiggy's sure. not impressed yet. That I'm don't not, impress like... me. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 uh. <laughs> he, he just doesn't at the minute. Like, I, I'm not saying he's a, a like. I definitely think he's coming into his own and he's getting better. Yeah, he's so it was poor tonight, but I think the the you know Leeds United fans are getting carried away that he's not better than Ben White for me yet by a long stretch and. Mm. Uh, and when I see that, I will comment and, and say that. But at the minute, he's not. And I thought tonight, yeah, he, he was caught out of position. He, he wasn't great. I don't think Strauch was great either. But mm. um, I thought, well, look, we've only let one in against the champions. So it wasn't that bad, I suppose. I thought Strauch was great tonight. I won't give away the man, yeah. man of the match thoughts tonight, but I thought he was really calm and, mm. yeah, probably better. Top to Lorente tonight. I, thought he was oh, I think you were better than Lorente. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> not saying much in your books, though, Wiggy. No, <laughs> not, not with my low expectations. <laughs> You're just a Ben White, you know, fanboy. That's what it is, isn't it? Do you know, like, I, I'm over Ben White now. I totally <laughs> it's, only been, it's only been a I, year. I'm not. <laughs> I can move on. <laughs> but if he comes up for 25 million in summer, we should go get him. Yeah. <laughs> They'll won 60, though, weren't they? They've tied him down for five years. Um, but what I wanted to say was when that Lorente goal went in, I felt like all weekend with this European Super League thing, I just, like, I couldn't, I could hardly sleep last night. I got a really bad night of sleep because it, <laughs> You know, I was waiting for this fucking statement to come out and then they've come out with it and then all of these clubs come out and then you just read going down the rabbit hole of all these different threads and what it means and Juventus and Liverpool leaving the ECA and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it just felt like apocalypse or something, like nuclear war and just everything was, you know, I know it's normally like us against them. But this felt different. This felt like something so close to our hearts, which is football. I know we fucking hate scum and whatever, but you have to applaud Gary Neville, give him a knighthood or something for for the way he's been carrying on. Um, and I, I, if we I are saying, if I am saying that about Gary fucking Neville, then something's well, gone wrong. Football's finished for me because I, yeah. I like Gary Neville this week. Mm. I've got a soft spot for Jose Marina because what he did today. And I like the Germans. Fucking who who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> Watch, I might as well give up now. Well, I, I think it was last night when it on WhatsApp when I said I feel dirty for liking Gary Neville. Like throws yeah. it over. But like again tonight, he just talks real sense in terms mm. of what this all means and and what we need to do to make sure it doesn't happen. Like it's just crazy yeah. that we, you know, that it, it it's it, like it took over the whole game tonight, didn't it? It took over yeah. 
everything yeah. on the commentary before. We, yeah. They didn't even mention Mourinho being sacked, which would have been the lead story in mm. of tonight's game had yeah. that not have been going on. And then we'd have got into the game. They didn't even talk about the game before going in. I think that's so disrespectful to Leeds United and to and, and to Liverpool as well, to the Liverpool players. I just think it's terrible where we're at. Well, that never looked... Uh, like receding, didn't he? His whole facial expression, the way he was talking, everything, he was like he could hardly control himself. Mm. Um, I don't know, it's taken over everything, it's taken over all of today, hasn't it? Uh, and the build up to the game, and people protesting outside. And yeah, the guy from uh, the LUC supporters trust is it Gary Hyde? I can't remember what he's called now, Graham. Uh, Graham Hyde, yeah. Um, I thought he was really good on the Sky Sports interview, came across really well, eloquent. Um, Patrick Bamford just did an interview, eloquent, you know, and there's a lot of people got a lot of good things to say. I haven't seen many other than a few people from Ghana and an Americans who seem to think it's a good idea. And to be honest, their opinion means fuck all. So, you know, um, well, it's true. You've got a kid saying, oh, it's going to be better for the thing. And, and I'll be a Man United fan wherever they play. Yeah. He's probably never been to a game. He lives in Ghana. You know, I'm not interested. You, you're talking mm. about real, real fans here, not yeah. followers. We're not about fans, supporters who go every week and have, Spent a fortune and probably got divorced over Leeds United. You know, I don't care what some kid from Ghana who's never been to a football match thinks. I don't mm. care what Americans who call it soccer think. Because if we went over there and bought out their clubs and changed the NF, you know, changed American football or baseball, which is such shit sports, nobody else even plays them. They'd have something to say about it. So don't come over here telling us about football. <laughs> not called soccer. It's called football. Um, totally agree. Did, did you miss the memo? It's Saka now. <laughs> Saka. Saka. <laughs> well, he plays for Arsenal, doesn't he? Yeah, don't even start with that. It's nonsense. But it has dominated everything. And I feel really sad about it because tonight, again, you know, we've only talked about this the other week, Donnie. It's mad how it's sort of it's come round full circle. But, you know, you've lost that um, peril. You've lost that kind of fully been invested in the game and literally tonight was one of the first where I felt like that because of everything else that's going on. Yeah. Did, the, did the game matter? Would it matter what the result would be if things go the way that people are talking, that people are going to get expelled from the league, that mm. we might end up qualifying for the Champions League? You know, it just felt it just felt like there was something went on today, rightly or wrongly, that was bigger than football. And I, I feel a bit conflicted because in a way it's when I first did it, I thought, what they're going to break away from the Premier League and it's not that, is it? It's come almost to replace the Champions League, which, to be honest with you, I don't watch the Champions League. I think it's crap. I think the Champions League, for me, should be a cup to- a, t- a cup competition and should be a knockout because I think it's more exciting. It makes every game perilous and risky and exciting. I think the league format in the Champions League, I believe, and I know, you know we haven't played in it for a long time, so people might say, well, what's it got to do with you? But... I don't think it's not done anything for the competition. So I agree that that does need reformatting, but to do what they've done and exclude anybody outside of the big, you know, the big 12 or whatever, it's a joke. And the biggest thing is what it's going to do to grassroots football. You know, forget about all these big IAMs and the big teams. I have a real serious um, concern about what it's going to do to grassroots and the, you know, the pyramid they keep talking about. I worked in rugby league for a bit and they're absolutely committed to the pyramid, you know, so you invest in those clubs and there's a, a tie between the bottom clubs and amateur clubs up to the very top. And um, yeah. I've I mean, gone through different them. levels of it, me. Yeah. Like, there's different levels of anger um, mm. and any which way you look at it from a different angle, you can get angry about it. 
like there's the pyramid aspect of it there's the competitive nature of it um you know there's the the greedy aspect of it there's the them lot coming over here and changing our game aspect to it so every like every you can walk around this subject and <laughs> and find a different angle to get angry about and um, i was listening to bbc radio leads in the build up to this game tonight and they were saying um oh this is some radio highlights from when we played ac milan and these people are trying to stop this kind of thing ever happening yeah, again exactly and there was the commentary of matteo matteo's header and what a night that was and that's why i'm wearing this shirt because it's the last time that we were in the champions league and i don't want the last time that we were in the champions league or a competition like that that exists to be this shirt because it's 20 years old. I think, you know, we're all sat here pissed off over it. Imagine being a West Ham fan now where you sat there about to get into the elite competition after nearly being relegated last season. And they're about to take it away from you. That is just piss poor, isn't it? Like on every level. And I think, I, I think fundamentally, Deep, more deep rooted than this. There's issues within football that need to be dealt with, yeah. and I think that starts with players' wages, transfers. These are all the things that are costing a lot of money. Gareth pay, Gareth Bale is paid six hundred thousand pound to sit on a bench either at Madrid or at Tottenham. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And then you can talk about other players who earn a hell of a lot of money. Mm. But let's talk about that £600,000 to sit on a bench that we all pay for, all the fans pay for, yeah. or the club loses a lot of money and the club the clubs are losing a lot of money. There's yeah. so many issues that need to be dealt with here. And them walking away and making the Super League or whatever it bloody wants to be called is ridiculous and is not the answer. The answer mm. is that we need to be around the table and we need to be talking about salary caps, transfer caps, uh, getting the loopholes closed so that they can't go, well, it, here's 100000 a week, but here's a £20 million sign-on fee. Like, they're all the things that need to be resolved mm. for us to make sure that football can go forward together. Yeah. And I know that people go on about the Premier League breakaway years ago, mm. and, and fundamentally, that was driven by greed as well. It was. Like that was driven by money. We need more money. That was what the thing. Now, there was obviously the jeopardy of relegation and it was still intertwined into the EFL. And I was too young to talk passionately about that. Um, but I've watched the stories and it is money that is driving everything. And, and it's just, it's sickening. I'm, I'm the same as all of you. I'm not as bad as you, Donnie. Like it wouldn't keep me up at night like us. Uh, you know, fuck it, I'll go to bed and I'll be fine. Mm. But you go on Twitter today and all Twitter has been across my whole Twitter feed is about this fucking stupid European Super League. And it needs to be kept, it needs to be canned quickly. I hope the 14 come together tomorrow and pull together. And I think it's right that we need to try to keep these six in. But at the end of the day, if they are adamant that they want to go, fuck them, let them go. Yeah, and we'll worry about it and that's what you've day. got. That's what you've got to do. I don't think that you shouldn't be allowed to have your cake and eat it. That's what they want is to play this European competition and exclude everybody else and invite who they want, and then still compete in the domestic competition. Well, that can't that can't happen. I'm sorry, that's out of order. I mean, the thing that gets me, and I felt sick about it a little bit because probably because of being selfish again. I mean, you think about you just mentioned West Ham there, Wiggy. Think about 
I bet Arsenal, you know, Liverpool, Man United fans I've spoken to a few today. They don't want it either. So it's not about the fans, full stop. It's, it's You've said it's about money. I think the difference with the Premier League, there's a few nuances there. The Premier League was it was about money, but it was about searching for a better product. They felt the product could be better. And I hate to use the term product because he do sound like David Dean or some sort of commercial football genius, whatever. But that's what their that's their terminology, not mine. Mm-hmm. The product could be much better. And it's almost like they don't know when to stop. You know, it's like the product, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the Champions League, I'm not a big fan. I do think it'd be reformatted. I'd love it to go back to being predominantly a knockout competition where anybody can beat anybody on the day and you could get a, a minnow going through you know, and, and getting far, you know, further into the competition. I'd love that because I think that it should have some, it should be like the FA Cup. That's why the FA Cup's the greatest cup competition in the world because, you know, of, of the minnows can have their day and be a, be a big be a big boy. And that's what football's all about. So I think it's slightly different, but I think that this is more, it's about six or 12 wealthy families wanting more. And you know what? It's just a big reflection, like you said, on the world, the way the world is. It's all about people wanting more. And I've just had a, a friend of ours who's a nurse leave to go work in McDonald's. And you're talking about, because she can earn more money and, and, and absolve herself from all that stress and heartache that she's had to put up with for the last two years. Leave being a nurse, which she's trained to do for many years, and the things she's put back in as a society, to go work in McDonald's, fathom that one, while Gareth Bale sat taking the mickey, playing, tending to play golf, you know, on 600 grand a week. And there's plenty of examples. That's not just Gareth Bale. No, he's it, just Gareth Bale. But, right. but he's, a, he's a really good example because he's not yeah. he's not been able to play for Real Madrid or Tottenham when he's come over. He's done very little for them either. Mm. There's so many footballers on too much money and it's, oh. ruined, it's ruining the game, which we always knew. Or agents. You, you can make yeah. the exact same thing. They don't yeah. even sit on the bench. You know, and and they're, they're car salesmen. There's no, yeah. you know, there's no uh, agent school. There's no degree that you get for that, is there? Exactly. It almost all all needs lining up, Donny, which says like agents. We need to resolve that problem. Salaries resolve that one. Transfer fees resolve that one. It all needs doing it at the same time, but it needs everyone to buy into that so that there's none of this one-upmanship. You know, it's none of this. Well, we'll offer him hundred and five thousand. We'll offer him hundred and ten. We'll pay him a mm. bit more. It's a collective that says mm. these are the rules we are going to play by and we're going to be governed by, and there is none at the minute. My that, my that issue is failed, that every time they try and change something or bring something in, it always gets worse. But, you know, well, the directors <laughs> test. I mean, look at the wankers who own football clubs now. The, the yeah. fit and proper test. Look at the, the clubs that have gone to the wall. Almost us because of the fit and you know fit and proper test. That that's not fit for purpose. Number one. Yeah. I mean, the problem you've got is you're comparing these horrible, you know, greedy uh, club owners who are, who are on about this European breakaway league. And then you look at the alternative, you hear from FIFA, and they've been proven to be corrupt as well. So it's kind of like, well, which side of the fence do you fall on? They're corrupt and they've made a mockery of it all. And then you're sort of slagging off these people. You're thinking, well, mm. what, are you going to suddenly say are you here for? It's like I've been going on about Sky and BT today. They're all over it saying what a terrible idea it is. They're some of the worst protagonists of making football about money, moving kickoff times, changing the, the game, the, the, the days that games are played on to satisfy their TV rights. That's not about the fans either. So everybody yeah. who's involved and powerful in football at the minute has not got the fans, has not got the, mm. the, the, the good of football at their hearts. They've got money and power and, and sort of ego at the centre of it all, and it's disgraceful. That's true, but when even, even they 
<laughs> with the main protagonist. <laughs> Even they realize that, you know, then it really must be a bad idea. And what I'd say about punishment is Leeds, we support Leeds United. Why? Why are they called Leeds United? Because a club called Leeds City exactly. got disbanded by the FA um, 100 years ago. And why did they get disbanded? Because they were paying players. They were buying players and paying them when you that was against the rules. Yeah. And what did they do? They came up from uh, the South <laughs> and they disbanded our club and they made an auction, I think, the next day and sold all of our players off to the highest bidder. So if all we did was buy some players and fucking pay them for the job that they were doing, what should the punishment be for these clubs who have committed a basically a coup against UEFA and FIFA and the Premier League and their federations individually in, in the countries? You know, do they get disbanded like Leeds City did? Do they get booted out of the Football League back to the fifth tier? What is the appropriate punishment for this? Well, you guaranteed it won't be as, as um, it won't fit the fit the crime as much <laughs> as that, that did, will it? That's a hundred percent certain. I mean, you know, but AC Milan and Juventus were match fixing less than twenty years ago. Mm, yeah, we're relegated for match fixing. Proven is systemic match fixing. Good point. So yeah. go on then, and you're going to be one of the super six 15 years later. Well done, absolutely brilliant. What a joke! And all I mean. They haven't won a Scudetto for God knows how long. Inter mm. Milan, I can't remember last time they were anywhere near winning one. Mm. Atletico Madrid, I mean, some of the clubs that they're, they're ruling out, Ajax, Benfica, um, Sparta, uh, I think Sparta, not Sparta, but Red Star Belgrade, I mean, mm. Porto, you know, Aston Villa, you could keep going on. Between <laughs> them, they've won like 30, 30 <laughs> European Cups. Mm. Man City have never won one. Arsenal have never won one. Atletico Madrid have never won one. And no. neither have Tottenham. Tottenham haven't won a title since 1961. Fucking yeah. big six, my ass. And what's really funny about that as well is because because then they're meant to come back and play in the domestic league. Yeah. So what? So if Arsenal get relegated next season, are they still in the European Super League? Hundred percent. Can't be voted out. Yeah. Exactly. It's bullshit. And I'm not being funny. Arsenal are not far away from being relegation fodder. The shit. They are yeah. absolute shite. Yeah. Look it, at it, their point of it's terrible. In love yeah. with that. I know they drew with 18th place Fulham and they're a super sick side. And they, you know, they're level with us on points, a newly promoted side. And, you know, it's 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 a disgrace. It's nothing to do with money. Six rich families basically saying, how can we line our pockets more? And Daniel Livy's the biggest disgrace because he's British and he's been brought up around British football. The rest of them, Abramovich, the Cronkies, Glaziers, you know, they've come from America and all over the world and probably don't care two hoops. You know, it's a play thing for them. And they're in billions of pounds of debt. Levy has been brought around it and he's signed up to it and his team's shy anyway. Yeah. Just sat as a manager a week before a cup final. If you if you if you are underperforming on the pitch, then you get what you deserve. And if you're underperforming in your finances, then you get what you deserve. And that's it. And that's exactly. where that's why it comes down to the fit and proper test in terms of ownership. Because if there was a fit and proper test if there was a independent regulatory board that was looking at your finances and if ffp actually did something and had teeth 
then they could say, Peter Isdale, you're spending too much. You can't keep taking out these big loans. Otherwise, you'll bankrupt this club and they will get relegated and they won't come back for 16 years. So <laughs> unless you want, if you want to keep your job, you can't do, can't keep on doing that. And they would have done that, you know, in 97, 98. Mm. Before it all happened, you know, if, if they actually <laughs> oh, okay. cared, if, if, if there was somebody with a fucking ounce of intelligence in the government, in, in uh, FA, in UEFA, in FIFA, but they haven't got fucking two brain cells to shove between them. Well, I, I, and I think this is why we're going to see it or not, Donny. They either stand united and they make sure that this does not happen. And if they are, they expel them from the Champions League, the Football League, the, Football League, the Premier League, all of these things. And we all get behind that. Then they show that they do have a bit of a backbone and, and, and we can go, OK. If they <laughs> bend over and we end up, we get shafted, and they end up staying in, or whatever that is, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, you, ju everything you've just said about them comes true, and you go, well, fuck them. Like, right, they're in, they're in our gang now still, but they're fucking ripping us off, mm. the big six, because they've got all the power now. And, and, sorry, by mm. big six, you know I mean, the six that are in this tournament, they yeah. are not the fucking big six. Six Shy. little quicks. Aye, 100%. Yeah, okay. So I feel like we've probably talked enough about the European. Should we talk a little bit about the game then? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here to do a match with you. I'm talking about I the European. Do you know what though? We couldn't. We We could not do it, could we? Because it is, it's it's eating up the whole of the football world. And I think yeah. we've had a say on it, you know, it's a despicable thing to do to your heritage and to the things that football's brought to this country and the people, and particularly at this time. Yeah. And I think Gary Neville said it, we're in a pandemic, football's been a brilliant sort of um, lifeline for people to sort of connect with the outside world and get some sort of, you know, um, happiness in their life, you know, you, and, and and be able to celebrate together. Like we've got this podcast and we've talked together about the games and it's yeah. brought that social aspect as well as it has brought the kind of sporting uh, entertainment and at a time to timing is just absolutely despicable. It says everything about these people. They're not interested in me and you and the everyday man in the street. And they're commenting on people, you know, what do they call it? Uh, legacy fans. And don't talk about me. You don't know me, you prick. You sat in your yacht in bloody wherever, Capri, you know, making decisions that are going to affect millions of people so you can make an extra billion pounds a year. It's despicable and it should. we should have given it some, some you know, some um, airtime today. But... It annoyed me because it affected how I watched the game tonight and how I felt mm. about it. And let's be honest, we've been party to some of the worst owners and um, some of the some of the real ups and downs of football. But has mm. it made the ups better? Of course it has. Getting relegated, going down to League One and coming back 15 points and coming back up, getting promoted last year back to the, the promised land after 16 years absence is like what makes football as a, as a as a real supporter a fan not a not a follower not a, an armchair fan that's mm. what makes it and that that european super league is the complete antithesis of that you know where it, there's no relegation there's no pen it's just big boys you know swinging the dicks about like, look i'm playing real madrid and juventus next week that'll get boring the love will go out of that and they'll move on to another player thing it's a, it's an absolute travesty and they shouldn't be allowed to get away with it whatever the punishment is bring it on 
we all stick together. Fans can make a difference. Let's, you know, protest. And I think the Liverpool fans and Man United and Man City fans will probably be with us on that. You know what Man City's fans view, view is on the Champions League. You know, they've never been the greatest of fans, have they? Booing the, they're booing the anthem. and mm. So God knows what they're going to make of that. You know, it's, um, I, I feel sorry for them as well, as the West Ham's, like Wiggy said, and, you know, those teams that have worked, Everton, that have worked really hard to get up there and, and compete. Um, I feel sorry for the, the fans themselves of those clubs. And you know what, like Everton, you've just mentioned, they spend millions upon millions every year, mm. don't they, trying mm. to make it? Yeah. Trying to make it yeah. for what this year? Do you know what I mean? They had half a chance earlier mm. this season. It's got a bit uh, wrong recently. But they have spent in the summer last year, I, I couldn't tell you the numbers, but they were scary numbers, the amount that they were, mm. they were paying for players. They were crap though, but they were paying a lot of money for these crap players. Yeah. It's part of that it's part of that illness is is the fact that it's no longer accept, satisfactory. God knows for who, because I think it is for most fans, probably not the new age fan, the social media fan. It's no longer satisfactory to be a decent football club doing okay in the top division in your country. And that's what killed Ridsdale, wasn't it? We had to be top five, top four. Top. Would Leeds fans have been happy with sixth, seventh, probably? You know, but it's that ambition. You know, there is that thing about progress and that's what you want to see in it. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards in my book. We're happy if our players make a challenge. We're happy <laughs> if they if they if they play with passion, if they try, if they sweat, if they bleed for us. That's it. That's all we care about. It's it's two hours out of our week that we can take our mind off our lives and enjoy ourselves and come together with our mates. And, and, and you know, you you mentioned like you know the, the fans like, and and all the pundits have said this. The game is nothing without the fans at the minute not being at the ground. Like, they're sat there, aren't they? Talking yeah. to us, the audience, sat yeah. at home. Yeah. And they don't want that. They would rather talk to the audience at home, but with 50,000, 60,000 fans there. Exactly. Giving them crap and just having, you know, getting the atmosphere that's there. Like, there's nothing better than the English football game. Absolutely. Nothing. And then going and, and going to the match and going with your friends and getting out of soul and just having a... A laugh <clears throat> for them for them to rip it out of us. You, you're probably right, Donnie. We could talk about this. All we've got to go. So. We've got to go down that German model. You notice how they're not involved because they've got plus one. fifty plus right. one fan ownership. Yeah, um, that's the panacea for for us now. You know, that's what everybody should be aiming at. If that's if these big six walk away, get every other club to sign up to something along those lines. Yeah, and let, let's shut it out because while we've got the chance, because while wherever they're at the table. Mm. That's never going to happen because they've got too much power and they enjoy that power. And we've got a saying in business, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Um, you know, so get them out of there and you know, do, make the changes you need to make. And if they do come crawling back, start them in the conference. Um, you know, because what they're trying to create is a franchise model. It's basically the NFL with football. Yeah. And guess who the influential people are? American business people who mm. created exactly the same franchise. So it's no wonder, is it, really? Glazies have been doing it for years. Yep. Couldn't agree more. 50 plus one. That'd be great. Um, people and, people uh, thought we were the team to hate. Look at them. They're all, there's a right load of bastards above us now. We're about eighth in the table in the, in the hate sticks. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking the London tonight. We're all together. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Don Revy's looking down on this and he's, and he's thinking, finally, super leads. Everybody's yeah. behind us. We were right all along. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, magic magic moments then. For me, it was um, a certain part in the second half where I, I realised that we've got our foot on their head and we're just battering them. And we might not score, but it doesn't matter because we're sending a signal that you're not better than us. You're not super. You definitely not don't deserve to be in a different division. Um, that's for sure. We are battering you silly and you're defending for your lives. 11 men behind the ball. Oh, the big Liverpool dominating the Premier League, coming to little old Leeds and we're, we're too good for you and we're fucking off making our own... Div- no, I don't think so. I don't think so, pal. We beat them senseless. So that was my... Uh, even if we didn't score, I was just so proud of that second half performance. So that was my magic moment. Um, Wiggy? Uh, probably the goal for me. I think everything you've just said in that kind of, you know, 20 minutes, uh, 30 minutes play was fantastic. But to actually score when I did, I just didn't think we'd score tonight. Mm. I thought we could have been playing still now uh, at midnight and we just were not going to score tonight. And I think, Mm. you know, that that corner were a fantastic corner, got above the defenders, whacked it in. and, And that was magic, I thought. You know, a bit of justice for, for that 20 minutes of play where we deserved probably two, maybe three goals at the time. Yeah. Um, to finally get one, I thought, yeah, that's justice, that. Ewan? Well, at, at, at the risk of, you know, following Wiggy here and, and just picking, you can't really choose anything other than the goal for me, but I'm going to, mm. I, I did like seeing Klopp's face. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like he'd seen his ass when he came out and they were all training in those tops. <laughs> He's gotten so miserable. Uh, Everybody like, loved him. A couple of years ago, everyone loved him. Even I loved him. <laughs> big fucking smile, massive teeth. He's yeah. so funny in, in press conferences. Well, he's very happy when he's winning, but he's a fucking shit loser, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think his face when he saw that picture of him looking at Pablo with that top on and the fact that we'd left them in the changing rooms, which I thought, yeah. back, when they were, when they played so well for 45 minutes, I yeah. thought, bloody hell, that's backfired. Um, yeah. So I think the magic, it's hard to avoid the goal because I think, you know, I just it's a bit like the Man City one where I just wanted us to get something from the game, particularly with everything that was on it. Half the world suddenly wanting Leeds to win a game. Even Liverpool fans were saying, I hope you batter us tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted us to get something. And I think the 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 real magic moment, you know, to not copy Wiggy was, like you said, after the goal, where it just looked, like I said to my lad who was watching it with my eldest, um, there's only one winner here, son. They are, they're not winning this. It's, mm. it's us. It's us. It's going to be a draw or we'll win. Um, but it genuinely looked like we might get a couple more chances, didn't it? And uh, just a little bit, of, a little bit unlucky with the balance and poor decision-making in the final third, I thought... Uh, Cost us a bit tonight, both before the goal, certainly in the first half and after the goal. Um, but yeah, that's that's mine. That's about four, I think. But there's my magic four moments. <laughs> <laughs> Can Any I have five? <laughs> at least, at least Sam Ward's not is not on, and he doesn't go. Oh, there was a moment where the corner flag fluttered in the wind. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you would, don't worry, I ain't got my book of facts of the game. Yeah. I don't fucking bat him down. He, com- he comes what up with the it? most, my mate Wardy comes up with the most ex- obscure magic moments ever. It's <laughs> because he, he's got a list of the game. Like, I think he jumped them every fucking, someone yeah. kicked them all, he's got it. He's, he's, he's a better pundit than half of them on fucking telly. It's true. I mean, <laughs> that's not saying that much, though. No, I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
another another one was I think before the game, just seeing all those people protesting and yeah, I know it's we're still in a pandemic, but it's a lot better now in England. Forty four percent or so have the vaccine, so you know restrictions have been lessened. But it was just good to see a response from football fans, from the trust, the uh, the sign from the plane in the air before the game, the t-shirts that you mentioned, you and the the uh, big poster that they put up as well. Um, Football is for the fans. You know, you've got oh, to earn it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the 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 songs that they were singing, you know, Six Greedy Bastards, You Know Who You Are, and Fuck Off to the Super League and all that, just, you know, that Leeds are going to provide that kind of um, dialogue and that kind of response um, to such a sort of travesty um, of an idea. And, yeah, I just thought that very rarely in life do you get what you deserve. Um and we deserved at least the draw there. So when that, that goal went in, I <coughs> lost my shit completely. And you'll see it in the match reactions. Oh, you got that one on, believe Yeah. Yeah, I was quite calm about it. I felt it coming a bit. And um, like, like I said, my eldest was up and we were watching it late and his little brother had been sneaked off to bed. So we were a bit quiet and subdued about the celebrations. But um, it did feel it coming. It was just a bit like it always a bit. I don't know, like I say, understated and a bit kind of reserved because of what's gone on today. I do feel quite hurt by it, but um, nonetheless, more, it's you know really satisfactory to get an equaliser in that way, in that manner against them, particularly with them being one of the clubs that are looking to um, apparently move on. You know, saying that we want better competition week in, week out. Fucking Liverpool got dicked by Brighton. You know, Sheffield United have beat Man U. Um, Stan Villa. Stephen Snoop. Yeah, Arsenal get beaten, but you know, Arsenal want more competition. I think they're finding this one hard enough, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky bastards. They are cheeky bastards. I just like going into the scum game on, on Sunday, like we were unbeaten in four, we've won three, we've drawn one. I know, like, amazing. What more motivation do them lads need to fucking dick them on Sunday? Like, yeah. there's no more motivation needed. This is massive now. Now's the time, Wiggy. Now's the time. We can live it up, can't we? Yeah. It totally is, and, and and do you know what? Wouldn't that just be the cherry on the fucking cake yeah. for this season, just to beat them? Like it would. I don't like. I, I I said this before, and I'll say it again. I'd take getting beat for the rest of the season if we won on Sunday. I yeah. would. Like, you, were men- you were mentioned um, Risdale wanting us to be top four every season and saying that Leeds fans wouldn't mind six or sevens. It's true, as long as we beat Scum. We wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't care. We could finish 12th, didn't care. <laughs> wouldn't matter. It would be a good yeah, season. It just, I, Sunday is so bad. <laughs> I'm so excited for Sunday. Like, even with all the shit going on, like, it's still nothing better than mm. Scum coming to Allen Road. Yeah. And, the, the uh, you know, the, the most gutting thing is that we're not going to be there. Like, I I, honestly, if we, were play, if we could be there on Sunday, probably be moved to... 12 o'clock, would it? Because it always was. Um, I'd be in the pub at 8 o'clock. I know I would. Or we'd find somewhere <laughs> start drinking or boozing at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we'd go straight through. That's what we'd do. Oh, I thought Easy. you meant the night before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the night before as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Like, that's what we did. I always well, remember that. Um, the one I can... I mean, I've been to loads of Leeds my new games, but that Christmas Eve one, I think it was 95. Yeah. Honestly, 97, I think. Was it? No, it was earlier than that. I think. I think it was ninety. Was it ninety five? Might be nice. I don't know. But 
remember, like I say, three one Christmas yeah, Eve. If you can really remember the nineties, you weren't really there. That's my old sort of get out clause for that. But that was some game and result. It, it was nine five. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I think so. I was there, but bloody hell, I'm surprised I've got a date right. I'm usually shit at stuff like that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was. That, I always thought like that one's after the one where we won two one in it. Was that ninety four? That was ninety four, and I think ninety seven was the David David Weatherall header, wasn't it? The one nil, right? Um, yeah. But that was amazing. I mean, how I how we must how we didn't get arrested on about thirty separate occasions that day and night <laughs> is a miracle. Absolute miracle. I actually went home. I mean, bear in mind, it's Christmas Eve and my family are all at home. I was staying at my mum's that night mm. for Christmas Eve to get up the next morning. And me and three of my mates rocked up from the pub. We'd been in, out since, like you say, we get eight o'clock in the morning. And Red Stripe had an offer on at the time where if you've got six cans of Red Stripe, you got a T-shirt and they had about five or six different <laughs> designs. I'm not kidding you. We walked in the house that night with about 45 T-shirts. <laughs> and every, every different design singing, oh, mum, look what we've gone and done. We beat the scum 3-1. We beat the scum 3-1. Me and three of my mates, my mum's like, Christmas Eve, it's one o'clock in the morning. Your brother and sister, <laughs> your brother and sister are in bed and you, you come in with your pals fucking singing soccer songs at me, like soccer songs at me. <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I slept. Soccer. I slept like a baby that night and I was a, I was a baby. I was a very young child. Um, but, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you just can't sleep on Christmas Eve. You're so excited. Santa's coming. And, um, and what a, what a day that was. And I, and I got home and I slept. Whose idea <sighs> was that though, to have a Monday night game on Christmas Eve? I mean, that's just asking for me. <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I should, I should really have woke up. I should have woke up in Bridewell, really. Oh, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, officer. Everyone <laughs> quiet at the divorce office, and they wanted to push the numbers up. Uh, <laughs> Christmas up for loads of Leeds fans. I'll push the numbers up. We'll be happy. And early two thousands for me, and I remember they were the quick saving all back. And we went to the quick save in Albert, bought a load of beer, fucking just drank it in the car park, like <laughs> little reprobates, and then spent the rest of the day because all the pubs were shut around Albert, the Bull's Head, uh, mm. Wagon, they were all shut, but they were all back door, so you could back door it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all we did. So we quick save car park party, then around Bull's Head, <laughs> Wagon, fucking brilliant. Just living, the it, best living it up, Wiggy. Living it up. 100%. They were the best days, though. They were. They were totally were. Okay, yeah. definitely in the weeds here then. So Leeds United won, Liverpool won. Man of the match. I know Wiggy's going to say Struik or um, Lorente. So. <laughs> I'm really struggling. Uh, do you know who my man at match for? I'll go if you're struggling because it's fairly yeah, obvious to me. Ailing. And I'll tell you for why. And I know your mum likes that saying, Donny. So that one's for you, that one's for you Marie. Um <laughs> Jane, so, Jane Marie. Jane, sorry, Jane. You're going to have to edit it now. Marie's a, <laughs> Marie's a middle name. Oh, well, there you go. See, yeah. we know each other very intimately, me and your mum. Intimately is not the right word. This has gone places I, I wasn't expecting. Yeah, start with the mam gags. Let's stop with the mam gags, please. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll tell you for why. This one's for you, Jane. Um, Ailing, I thought, was really good under pressure in the first half, but most of the time he got the ball. I know he was kind of having to go back backwards and sideways, but I thought he was tidy. I thought he was combative. 
didn't really give much up down our most of their attacks came down our left hand side and nothing really came down the right. And I thought his distribution was good and he was looking to get forward and be aggressive and get us on the front foot. And I thought second half he was excellent, bringing the ball out, getting free kicks when we needed it. Um, you know, got some pretty good attacking moves going and got some decent sort of balls into the box. So I'm going to go Ailing. Like I say, I thought Struik had a good game. I know you won't agree, Wiggy, but I thought it was really, really calm and position was positional sense was really good. We didn't really afford them that many good chances. So as much as, you know, you didn't think the Red Aim had a good game, I didn't think they were bad either. I thought they sort of kept a very good team who were on top for large periods of the game, particularly first half, limited them to few really good chances. But I'm going to go Ailing because I love Ailing. I thought, you know what I like about him? A game like today was pretty tense and you see people running around sort of looking pretty serious. Even Klopp, like you say. Big smile on his face. He, yeah. he, won a free, he won a free kick from nothing, which is great. And instead of being all defensive about it, he was giggling with Robertson and then having a bit of a laugh. I just love to see that big smile on his face. And he was captain tonight and I thought he played really well. And um, he don't get it often because, again, he's another one that you kind of expect to play, play well, I think. Um, and you think about where he's come from. I mean, the standard of football he was playing at to go up from sort of Yeovil to Bristol City to Leeds in the Championship, not really looked like he was going to be a regular for Leeds in the Championship to being, you know, vice-captain in the Premier League and turning out some of the performance that he does, his fitness and just his attitude. Bless him, I think he's, I think he's great and I thought it was really good tonight, so I'm going to give it Aileen. Yeah, when Lorente scored, he's got that massive... Bill Grin on his face. It's so good. Such a great Brilliant. image. He's loving okay. his football and that's what you want to see. If you think about all the things we've talked about, the anti-football shit we've had to talk about tonight, Yeah, he's the opposite. Yeah, he, He's everything that a footballer should be grateful for what he's got. Happy to be playing at the level, knowing that he's almost punching above you know, where he probably thought himself, where he thought he could get to. Mm. Um, and just loving, loving life and loving the game and enjoying being at Leeds United and that's what us, us as fans want to see, isn't it? Yeah, and get him on uh, Vidal Sassoon or or whatever it is, uh, very Sassoon. Okay, Wiggy. Just, I'm just being nice to him because he might give me a hair transplant eventually. If he, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got he's, enough. He's such a lovely guy as well. I was up at Thorpe Arch once and we were just walking. We went, we, we managed to go watch him train and we were just walking back with the member of staff who were taking us. And he walked back with us and he was just... He was so interested in what we had to say about nothing that was important to anyone. It was just such a nice, normal chat because it wasn't about Legion United. It wasn't about football. It was just a normal, like, everyday chat that you'd have with anyone. He's such a nice guy and he deserves all the success he's had this season. Um, I'm really struggling with Man of the Match. Like, Ewan just gives a really in-depth analysis of why he chose him. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I'll go with Ailey because then I can pick you back off the back of that. <laughs> like, there was all okay tonight. That's what I could say. Like, they were okay. Like, the, no one really stood out. I think if I had to be put under pressure, I'd probably go Harrison or Ailey. I, th- I thought they. I just thought everyone was okay. Harrison had a few good touches. Probably, hopefully, should have scored. I know that we said off air, uh, Donny, um, he, he did the right thing. I think he should have scored still, but uh, oh. so I think you know, for me, probably Harrison. I think what I would say, and we we haven't spoke about this, is 
I thought the substitutions worked really well tonight. Yeah. I thought Pervade played really well when he came on. He did much more than Costa did in 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 the time he was on the pitch. I did I much more Blake... than Costa did. Sat on my ass watching telly. <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help. Couldn't resist. Um, I, I teed it up for you then. Yeah. Out Thanks, the mate. Um, <laughs> so I think you know. I think Pervade did really well when he came on. I thought Click played okay when he came on. Um, controversial. Pablo was okay, but I, I just think he's too old for this level, if my, is my honest opinion. And uh, I, I don't know, age is just a number, but I, I don't know. I think maybe he can do 10 minutes, but that's your lot. I know everyone pines for Pablo over Roberts, and I, I think he's done, is my view, but eh, oh, that's controversial. Man of the match, Harrison, or Aileen, <laughs> comments. For me, I, I, I just on Pablo, um, there's definitely something sentimental about it. Um, I don't think we'd be in the Premier League without him. I know Agreed. That's a big call. Um, 100%. But when he got on the ball, he was he brought a calm assuredness and an experience, and and that's what that's what we needed that as well. And I thought Clicky was good as well. Not exactly back to his best, but more energy than of late. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree with Pervader. I thought he was a threat. He looked like he was going to create something, make something happen, which is exactly what we needed. Um, he, he, was, yeah. he was really lively, wasn't he? And they were on the back foot with him. And exactly. I think he's done that a few times this season. There's been a gap, obviously, while he's been out injured, but there's been a few mm. times when he's come off the bench and he's the one who's looked like he's going to give us something yeah. or, or create that opportunity to get something. Yeah. And then I think the last thing on, on Pablo, you're definitely right, it's very sentimental. I think when we give him that contract way back a couple of years ago and he's got another year, like I thought, and I said that at the time, it's too long. He should have had his contract to the end of this year. Why is he 36 now? And, and then he should have had his swan song and he should be let go if he wants to go play football. To give him another year that he's got, I think was the wrong thing, is my personal view. But he lit up the championship and he dragged us to promotion at the back end. I definitely <laughs> think he deserved it. Yeah. One million percent he did all of that. Yeah. yeah. But that, you, should, you still shouldn't let. Your heart rolled your head, and he should have had a year in the Premier League with us, and then he should have been let go. That—that's my view. I think. Hello. I think to be fair, okay. if it wasn't for the pandemic, he might well have moved on. I think that there was, um, you know, you think he wanted to go back to this club, his semi-owns in Spain, that he Castellan. might Castellan, yeah. So I think that it's it's changed a few things, and, and the, I think the thing about Pablo is, for for all that, and and in some ways, I, I can't agree with you because for all that, I just want to see him with a crowd in that stadium one more time to give him the send-off he deserves because like Donnie said, I thought he carried the teams at, po at points in the championship and I thought towards the end when the pressure was on and you need that calm head, that experience on the pitch, his Swansea game's a great example, but there was loads more West Brom, you know, that goal after 17 seconds. You can keep going back and back over games that they played where he literally won the game for us, carried the team, was that spark that we needed to just rather than draw, win a game? So he deserves every every accolade and kind of um, little bit of extra, uh, you know, sentiment that he gets in my book. Mm. But um, possibly you're right about him, you know, but uh, you know about him not being able to do it at this level anymore. But I think for the ten or fifteen minutes he comes on, like tonight, I was glad that they took Roberts off and put him on because I'm not going to 
be negative, but not a massive fan of Roberts, as you already know. It's no secret. Um, don't think tonight proved me wrong. Um, I wish he would. And same with Costa. You look at Costa, plays with fear. He's got no sort of... It sounds awful because the other day I thought against Man City he did show some bravery when he needed to when we were down to 10 men. But Poved has got no no fear at all. He yeah, plays with fearless. no fear whatsoever. He'll go into three or four people with a ball and hope he, and expect to come out with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whereas Costa looks like, you know, if he were up against my my 12-year-old, he'd probably look to go and pass it back to somebody rather than take somebody on. Mm. He's just, he just no confidence. Okay, my yeah. my man of the match then. Um, so Phillips came very close. I thought Phillips was had a brilliant game as he always does, and he's another one that, as you were saying, gets tends to get overlooked because you expect that from him. Um, but he was fantastic. There was one moment where he clashed with Milner, and I just oh, thought, like, no. what an image! What an yeah. image that was. Two Leeds born lads um, at Ellen Road, and just on a word on a word with that. He's Leeds and he knows he is. And if he wants to come back, he should and, and open arms. And I know he's old and everything. And I know it's sentimental. And we've been talking about Pablo not getting another year or whatever, but come back, Milner. Come <laughs> back. And what a what a great opportunity for him to lead uh, Liverpool out at Ellen Road. I'm chuffed for him. Absolutely chuffed to bits for him. And and he, uh, yeah. Told it like it is, like he, like you expected to him in his post-match interview, yeah. saying that he doesn't like the Super League, hopes it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, he's leads and he knows he is. That's all you have to say about him. But my man of the match, it has to be uh, Diego Lorente. I thought, yeah, you're going to make a few mistakes every now and then against some of the best players in the world. And I thought Jota was lively tonight yeah, I thought he was very, he was very good Mane looked like he had a point to prove as well he was trying Firmino exactly the same um he 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 wanted he wanted it don't don't get me wrong these Liverpool players are fantastic and we kept them at bay um and I think that that, that should be taken into consideration when you look at someone's performance I thought Lorente was fantastic at what he did Strauch as well and Phillips in in that central area like Ewan was saying, most of their threat came from the wide areas. And the reason is because of that triangle in the middle of the park. And then he got his goal and then he got stamped on by Salah. So I'll give it to Lorente. Um, I, I, I tell you what, when he got stamped on though, he was doing that rolling thing again, like he'd been shot and he needs to knock that off. Yeah. He I needs mean, to knock that off, Tommy. Like, it's just not acceptable. Like, you're not playing for Fulham here, or you're not playing for bloody Norwich. You're playing for Leeds United, so get on with it. He, he's, he's, he has wound it back a bit, to be fair <laughs> to him. <laughs> you remember only, the first one he did? <laughs> he did seven rolls, not 14. That was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that one, he would have <laughs> given Adrian a, a run for his money. First one, he looked like he'd been shot with a rifle, this time just with a pistol. God right. sake, get up. Yeah. No, agreed. No, yeah. I think he, he. I think he does a lot. He's on the ball a lot. You know, he, he, he. It's like Stones the other day. You know, he kind of almost forgot he was defending because he was had possession of the ball. Got the ball a lot, and um, still defends when he needs to. Mm. Okay, let's wrap this one up then because uh, it's getting very late. For let's me. be honest, we hit the crossbar. We should have had a penalty. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we had about, about that, but yeah, right. we should wrap it up because we're here till about. Morning. Yeah. Lots to talk about, lads. Lots to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Bye.
yeah, we we should have won, um, but we drew, so that was it. That was my <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, Wiggy, <laughs> uh, no, look, great to get a point from the uh, from the champions. I think it was more than deserved that second half. I thought we were uh, we were good without being really good. Um, so yeah, like onwards and upwards onto the scum, um, and hopefully we can make it seven out of them three. Which going into the season, you'd have been dreaming. If uh, if you decide we'll get a seven from them three, so onwards and upwards, let's do it. Hopefully, Rafinha's back because I think him him in for Costa. I think we could cause scum all sorts of problems on Sunday. Yep, agreed. Ewan, um, I think we've given the champions two brilliant games, haven't we? The first game was immense, and yeah. I'm lucky not to get something. And same again tonight. I thought we were lucky not to win the game in the end. Um, mm-hmm. So you know what what that what does that say about a newly promoted Leeds team that they're they're up there and they're competing and they're, they're competitive and they're, they're worth the place in that Premier League, um, you know, like Wiggy says on to Man United and let's hope we can get um, you know get a result there as well because to go into those three games you know Man City Liverpool and Manchester United and the, you know the first two to have four points out of Man City and Liverpool. I don't think anybody in most optimistic Leeds fan would have said, you know, I'm, I'm expecting four points and to be unbeaten. And the run we've gone on, what's that now? Three wins and a draw or is it four wins and a draw? Three wins and a draw? Three and a draw. That's yeah. all you need to do in that league. You know, you can have a little blip every now and again as long as you do that every so often. So final thoughts, I'm really proud of the team. I thought it was a difficult game to go into with everything that's going on tonight. Um, first half was that a hangover from that, but I thought they came back really well, stuck at it like they always do. Gave us their all, and in the end, like you said, Donny, they had they had them, you know, against the ropes, and there was only one winner really. Um, so really proud of them, and uh, on to Sunday. Okay, if you've listened for this long, if you've got this far on YouTube, if you could uh, hit the thumbs up, that would really tell the YouTube algorithm that you liked the video, and it would help us out a lot. Uh, leave your comments in the comments section as well. We'll try and get round to all of that. And if you are listening on the podcast, hello and enjoy whatever you're doing. Because probably like me, you you just put a podcast on and potter about the house or do something else. We're allowed to go out for walks and everything now, Donnie. So oh wow. Okay. Maybe people are walking more. Power walking. I wish you well, good sir or madam, on your power walk. Uh, my name's Adonis, and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good buy from me. And joining us today was the uh, deceiver himself, the Baron of Blackness. Uh, you and at you and Metcalf. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. And the ch- and the chairman of the board, Wiggy1234. <laughs> good, good evening. Goodbye. Hello. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Keep watching. Come on, Leeds. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Stick subscribe, that up subscribe, your Super subscribe. League. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Clifford Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.